you know, I had all the resources necessary. I had physical therapists, uh, exercise scientists, um, athletic trainers who are all, uh, you know, help, help me get to where I needed to be to play. But the side of the injury that was really difficult for me was, was getting over the emotional aspect, the loss of identity, um, you know, the loss of self-esteem and those kinds of things. Thank you for being a devoted listener of this podcast, Beyond Clean with Ace, dedicated to healthy, positive, and proactive content to support individuals primarily in the cleaning industry. Are you a facilities manager, a frontline staff member, or a building services contractor and are looking for knowledge that will help you advance both personally and professionally? Beyond Clean with Ace is now in season seven and speakers have consistently brought us messages which parallel our key focus of providing proactive knowledge. Many times the conversations here go beyond cleaning toilets, windows, and floors and helping individuals on a personal level. Subscribe and share with others so that everyone's life can be enhanced in healthy, positive, and proactive ways. And now, let's join Dave Thompson, Director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence and your host here at Beyond Clean with Ace. Hello, everyone. This is Dave Thompson. And yes, you are listening to another episode of Beyond Clean with Ace. We are in, well, I guess it's 2023, Season 7. Yeah, gosh, as I do this, there's just hundreds of podcasts and hundreds of people that we've met here at our podcast show. So glad to be with you again today. And, you know, we talk with everybody. And as it says up here, beyond clean with ace, why do we say that? We're not talking about just cleaning and mopping and all that kind of stuff. No more of that boring stuff. I know how you feel about that, folks. But you know what? things happen in our world. We have injuries and then there's things we have to deal with. And hey, I'm just like everybody else. I've had those things too. I don't know about you, but maybe there's a trauma that's happened in your life. Got somebody on the line today that, well, I think he's got a few ideas about how to deal with those things, you know, in your personal life and in your business life. So let's see if our technology works with us today and let's see if we can bring Keegan, are you there? I can see you. Yep, yep, I'm here. How are you doing, Dave? Okay, so folks, if you have been listening uh, before, we have usually done our podcast by audio only. But this year, we're doing both audio and, well, visual. So see, now you can see Keegan smile. There he is. So um, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why are we listening to you today, Keegan? Great question. Great question. Um, so essentially, I'm an author, um, and I, I was an athlete for a very long time. I played uh, American football for nearly two decades. I played through uh, college and then briefly afterwards. Um, and, you know, as a result of football, like like most people, I had a number of injuries. Um, as a result of, you know, my uh, entire career. I tore both of my ACLs requiring four surgeries and had a number of other things that I went through. But what what I noticed is I really struggled with the psychological side of physical injury. Um, And, you know, it it is something where, especially during my first ACL tear, when I was a junior in college that, um, you know, I had all the resources necessary. I had physical therapists, 
uh, exercise scientists, um, athletic trainers who are all, uh, you know, helped help me get to where I needed to be to play. But the side of the injury that was really difficult for me was, was getting over the emotional aspect, the loss of identity, um, you know, the loss of self-esteem and those kinds of things. Um, and, and obviously, uh, I had other events in my life that made it necessary for me to um, learn you know, a, a skill set where I wouldn't be reliant on, you know, um, I, I would be there for myself almost. And then I would later reverse engineer that into how my life as an athlete and, then, and now as a businessman will be better using um, psychological flexibility uh, or acceptance and commitment therapy. So, okay, let's let's just jump back a little bit on this, Keegan. Mm -hmm. explain to people that may not be completely. And I mean, you know, we've got people that listen to this from all over the world. Let's explain what ACL means. I know we yeah, use yeah, yeah. these terms like this all the time and let's, let's explain that a little. Yep. Uh, the ACL is a ligament in the knee. Um, it's the anterior cruciate ligament. Um, it, it's one of the uh, two main cruciate ligaments in the knee that essentially keeps your knee stable when you're, um, uh, it's essentially like the brakes of your body, especially when you're trying to stop in sports. So, okay, uh, that, that's the so, easiest so, uh, way to. That, so, how does that apply to somebody on a day-to-day -day basis, just walking and and running and bicycling and stuff like that? Yeah. So, if you don't have an ACL, I was kind of a weird case uh, because even um, even though both of mine were torn, the surgeons um, said that it didn't feel like it was torn. So, usually. I'll, ju I'll just go from a, you know, uh, I'll speak in generalities. Y usually it's it's very, your, your knee is very unstable when you're walking and maybe you stop walking. You know, you, pl you plant your foot to, you know, maybe stop walking down the street if someone cut in front of you. Uh, you'd feel a, a bit of a give. Your knee wouldn't feel stable. You know, usually when you do that, it's a right. firm stop. Um, right. But if, if you had a torn ACL and you were uh, typical, you, you'd feel a, a give in many times your uh, your knee will give out and people will fall over just kind of randomly and those kinds of things because it's a very it's a very peculiar feeling I guess it kind of takes you off your feet <laughs> well, so. one that I don't really want to enjoy no 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 it's it's not one that I would highly recommend and it's it's um yeah <laughs> that's for sure okay so uh, yours was both both were torn and you went through the surgeries. So yep. uh, what's recovery usually? Our recovery is usually, I mean, the, the literature kind of is all over the place on this, but <laughs> so I'll, I'll speak to this as best I can, but uh, essentially what they've seen is it takes the best recovery takes a little over a year, most ah. of the time. So there's obviously the, the freak athletes like uh, Adrian Peterson and, you know, uh, those individuals who got over it much sooner, but uh, it, it takes a long time physically as well as um, psychologically from a confidence standpoint to get over it most of the time. You know what I have, I've, and, and it's not quite the same, but as I said in the intro, you know, we've all had some kind of a trauma that we've had to get over. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mine was quadruple bypass surgery two and a half years ago. Yep. And I, I totally understand what you're saying here, Keegan, because it was that recovery period that was so much more that I still remember today so much more than the surgery itself. I mean, you know, yeah. And, and yes, you remember those things and you're, it doesn't go away. You always remember it, don't you? 
Yeah, uh, certainly. There's there's no control at the leap button for the brain, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I've been searching for it. I haven't found it, but it's it's really hard to get over. Um, you know, a lot of those things that you just can't forget. So, most people struggle with that the most, and that affects their business life as well. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's just like anything else. When something uh, happens in your life, uh, the, these skills that I've had to uh, cultivate are, are applicable. I am very, you know, thankful, uh, but they're applicable in life because uh, it. We obviously don't want negative things to happen to us or our businesses, but it, it's inevitable. Uh, there always will be some challenge or difficulty that you'll come across, and uh, being more uh, psychologically flexible will only only help you in your business pursuits and just in your day to day relationships with you know your loved ones. Did it? Did, I'm, I'm kind of imagining that somewhere during that first year that you decided or was this something that I mean immediately afterward you go okay well my, that part of my life's over and I gotta I gotta learn something new how long did it take yeah so I'll go into a bit more of the specifics on why um why I learned about this I guess um after my second surgery I I'll, I'll back up just slightly um okay uh, essentially, I, I'll never claim that I, you know, figured out that this is what I wanted to do after I got hurt. I, I don't, I don't learn that quickly. I'm a very slow learner. <laughs> my fiance will tell you. Um, so I, I uh, had to go through a bit more uh, trauma before I actually learned these things. So what happened? Maybe is we need to get her on here and get her viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I'm sure she'd love to have a conversation. With you. <laughs> I could just see that be a whole podcast. Yeah, 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 I, I guarantee it would be so. Um, so essentially what happened is after my second ACL tear, I, I was again at a, a private tryout for the CFL or Canadian football league. And I uh, tore it uh, towards the end of the tryout. And after that, my life kind of, uh, fell apart because I was a football player essentially my whole life. And, you know, I woke up the next day and I, I, I pretty much knew that my career was over. So I was no longer, um, you know, a football player. So that's a very difficult thing for, you know, a young adult to come to terms with. Um, and after that, I, I, it started to really cascade over, you know, all aspects of my life. Um, I, I was, you know, abusing substances. I was making poor relationship decisions. And um, yeah. I, I started dating who I would find out would be a uh, very severe alcoholic. Uh -oh. um, and, and due to that relationship, I endured a lot of uh, emotional abuse, kind of culminating in me being suicidal for a time. Um, so that's what, that's, that's what put me on kind of the, you know, the road of, you know, I knew my life needed to change or it wasn't going to end up the way I wanted it to. So now this brings you to obviously, uh, me getting out of that relationship and getting, um, you know, starting to get the therapy that I needed. So, you know, and this is what you see in the news so much today is, you know, everybody wants to focus on the visual things that are creating our trauma in life. And I'm just going to say it that way. You know, there's a lot of turmoil going on in the world yeah. and we always want to focus on the items. But as what you're saying here, Keegan, the items are not the issue. It's that mental that you can't see. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of times people are carrying around issues, you know, just day to day people are, they have stuff going on in their lives and that's generally what what's, most important to them as well. And if they don't have any way to uh, combat or prepare themselves for the next hurdle, um, it really sets them up for uh, difficulty. 
I imagine that then saying, I need a therapist was next hardest thing. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, that time I'll, I'll go a little farther in the story. So obviously, uh, that's when I, th I thought I was at bottom. I got out, I got uh, started getting therapy. But that's actually when I was the most frustrated because uh, huh. when I started when I started seeing my therapist, I knew I was doing the right thing, but I wasn't seeing any progress. I was still having, you know, um, those thoughts. And, you know, uh, it just it just wasn't going the way I wanted it to. So I, I scoured the Internet because I, I didn't know the answer and I, I needed to know the answer. Um, if there's any other type of uh, intervention that would maybe benefit me more. Um, and I came upon acceptance and commitment therapy, which is um, uh, slightly different than what I was going through, which is uh, most people think, you know, when they think of therapy, it's cognitive behavioral therapy. And I can explain the differences. Um, but th that's uh I changed therapists and I started to slowly creep out of, you know, my hole, uh, that, that first session. It obviously wasn't a magic pill or anything like that, but um, I, I started to see that very slow measured um, progress. So I'm thinking, was that the, the therapist the, the, as a person or was it the style of the therapy that helped you get out? It, it was more so the intervention itself. Um, ACT is definitely different than CBT, just in what its what what its goal is, I, I suppose. Because CBT essentially looks to minimize, you know, my, your feelings of depression or negative thoughts and stuff like that. And I, I'm one of those people who, if you say, um, you know, don't look over there or don't think that, um, I'll look over there and I'll. That's the first in. thing you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you're one of those people that when the accident's on the road, you stop and look the accident over there instead of drive forward. Yep, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my my fiance would definitely tell you that's that's me. Yep, that's. Uh, Here that's she me. is again. I mean, she keeps creeping up in this conversation, Keegan. Yep. Yeah, I know. If she she she's uh, finishing up her doctorate, so she uh, could couldn't make it today. Um, you know, <laughs> probably probably at my benefit, just so you know, I, I stay out of trouble, but. Um, yeah. So, um, essentially, it's just a slight difference in how, how you're dealing with it. So CBT, again, looks to minimize the negative symptomology and um, ACT essentially looks to help you um, deal with the inevitable negative things that will occur in your life. So. And that's true. Things do happen. You know, I, I tell people in all my life and, and career dealing with all kinds of different people, you know, you have to have the lows to know what the highs are. Mm -hmm. You just have to focus on the highs because the lows will always be there. Yeah. And I mean, especially, I mean, society today kind of tells you that you, if you're sad, something's wrong with you. But I mean, um, if you, if you dive into that a little bit, um, no. you know, if, if, if uh, you lost a loved one, I'd be more worried about you if you weren't upset um that then if you were because to, to love in life is obviously the the greatest gift and it that comes with a negative side effect obviously when you lose someone you love it's extremely difficult um I, I, it's just like anything else keegan you know i love certain types of food but man mm -hmm. i know that as much as i love it that it's going to give me problems later there is a good and bad to almost every decision we make it just depends on which one you're going to focus on and which one you're ready for Yep. Yeah, certainly. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. There's, there's always a uh, backside to the coin.
Uh, well, and sometimes there's more than one side to that coin. <laughs> Might be a cube. Might be a cube. You know, really. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no, wait a minute. I, I don't know. You know, even even a coin has more than two sides. You do know that. Yeah, I, although I've never had it land on one of the edges, but you never know. Uh, yeah, well, it always, you know, sometimes it'll land on the edge before it flips over on the side. That's, I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah, it'll it'll be there for a second anyways. And, and I think that's the point of these kind of conversations, you know, and, and folks, what we talk about here at the show is anything that is healthy, positive and proactive. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not that that coin fell on the side. It's when it does, which is life, mm -hmm. which way are you going to flow with it? You know? Yeah, yeah, certainly. And how are you how are you going to prepare yourself for the next time it happens as well? Obviously, because, again, as you alluded to, it'll, there'll, there'll always be a next time. So. So I'm thinking you've done a lot with this now because uh, these aren't the issues in your podcasting and, and doing other stuff. So let's fast forward, maybe. Yeah. So essentially, um, fast forward a little bit, obviously, when I got further along in my therapy, um, I'm, I'm a writer, just is who I am. And, um, you know, as a result of that, my therapist gave me a lot of writing assignments to get a handle on my emotions. Um, and it kind of culminated in me having the outline for my book. Um, so I, I thought about, you know, what, what do I want to put out in the world after, you know, I, I became, um, you know, I, I finished my doctorate not long ago in 2021. And I, I wanted to put out content for, you know, all the people who are going through this and kind of feel alone psychologically. So I, I uh, went in, went to the internet and I found a whole bunch of uh, references to really dive into the literature behind acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, and I know obviously the the book is centered around you know the title uh, is heavily geared towards those who have torn their ACL, but th this really goes into how um, any individual can benefit. Um, from psychological flexibility, because it, it doesn't just go into me, you know, playing sports um, or how I, you know, would have benefited as an athlete um, due to these, you know, skills, but all, also as a person, because I, I have very intimate stories in there about all the way back when I was a um, freshman in high school, I, I have severe um, anxiety that has led to panic attacks a number of times. And I, you know, I depict, um, an instance where I, you know, would go and essentially hide in the bathroom um, just because I would get kind of overstimulated and I could feel panic attacks coming along, you know, as, a, as an athlete, which isn't something you typically think of when you think of a high school football player. Um, you know, so I, I just depict that and then I go into how it could have, you know, my life could have been improved with these skills. So. You know, as I looked at the book the first time when I pulled it up there, I thought torn. And I didn't not, I'm just the way my brain works. I'm sorry, Keegan, but I didn't really think about the ACL because it wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't, I was thinking about the mental tear. And that's what you're talking about here. The mental torn part of it was more traumatic than the physical. Yeah, yeah, essentially. And you don't, you don't have to tear your ACL to have one of those psychological challenges. Um, there's many, there's a plethora and I, you know, I'm sure I'll have to go through more of them and I'm sure your listeners and you will as well. So it essentially speaks to any, um, you know, psychological challenge that occurs due to life. 
Yeah, and when you said panic attacks, I, I totally understand that because uh, along with my issue with heart, I also have uh, COPD. And got to tell you, folks, breathing is very essential. And whenever you're struggling to breathe, it uh, as I've grown older, the panic attacks from not being able to breathe like I want to comes more frequently. And, uh, you know, I had a recent visit, you know, and I'm telling people right here, you know, my doctor said, you know, there's nothing physically wrong with you. You may need to start talking to somebody about it. And I think that's where we all have this decision in our head. When's that time? Yep. And, and only uh, a thing to note on that is, is obviously um, you have to come to that decision on your own um, right. because the, the, you know, um, efficacy of these things, are strictly behind. Obviously, there's a lot of literature that shows that cognitive behavioral therapy is very effective. Acceptance and commitment therapy is very effective. Um, you, you know, medic medicines in a lot of cases are very effective. But unless you're, um, you know, willing to put the work in and believe that it's going to help you, um, you're, you're not going to see any benefit, you know, unfortunately. So you have to be a completely bought in. That's why uh, generally when they talk about um, alcoholics or addiction, um, you know, the, the, they have to be on board and want to get better. Otherwise it's they're they're just going to jump back into the old cycle, unfortunately. So, so let's give people kind of an idea of, of what's been the, the, um, I, I want to say the span of, of your life. I mean, how many years are we talking about in all of this? Uh, so as far as the, um, difficulty, uh, with, with, uh, uh, are, are you talking about like uh, panic attacks? Are you talking about like the suicidal ideation or? Well, give, give us a little bit of a timeline as we talk, because some people aren't able to watch the video on this. Oh, okay. and they, can't see, they can't see the the book that I've thrown up there and everything. So okay. um, folks, if you're watching, uh, listening to the audio version uh, and the video, we were showing the website and the book, but, um, and, and you can't see how, well, compared to me, how young Keegan is. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so let's you. give people a time frame for what all of this part, this this part of your life, this all took. Yeah. So essentially, my my uh, book goes from freshman year in high school, so roughly fourteen, fifteen, and in, in there somewhere is when I, I really knew that I wasn't, you know, uh, typical. I, I guess I had I had you know um, issues that. Um, you know, unfortunately, just uh, kind of running my family that are, are, you know, make things a bit challenging. And then, you know, fast forward to I was probably um, 22 when I tore my first ACL and I started to really um, understand that as soon as you take, uh, you know, an athlete's sport away, you're essentially taking away their main coping mechanism. Um, so I, you're kind of left to your own devices. That's when I started drinking more and those kinds of things. And then my second ACL tear was probably when I was 24, 25, um, little after college, obviously playing uh, football. And then fast forward to, I mean, the, the real challenge in my life was from 25, 25 to 27. 27 and a half was when it was probably most difficult. And uh, at this moment, I am 30 years old. So uh, yeah, it's been, the book essentially spans most of my life at this point. So, 
And so I'm kind of imagining the reason you do podcast and book is because you now have grown at 30 to start doing something different with all of this. Yeah. So essentially it's, it's led into, I'm doing, I'm doing a couple things with this, obviously. Um, I'm helping other um, researchers uh, develop a framework to give to those practitioners like athletic trainers, especially, or physical therapists to kind of address these psychological challenges. Um, so the, the, you know, the, the students aren't alone, you know, um, in the, in this realm of injury, um, you know, instead of just working on the leg strength, you know, you have to address the underlying issues as well. So that's one part of what I'm working on. I have my blog when I uh, try to provide as much information as possible to my readers on knee injuries and also, um, you know, j just uh, the psychological effects of them. And then I also, I obviously, as you alluded to, do podcasts to, um, you know, uh, network as well as get my name out there. And I, I will be um, starting my own podcast, hopefully by 2024, I'm trying to be as uh, uh, conservative as possible. So, Well, and I think that's the interesting part of this, Keegan, is that life situations change what we do, mm -hmm. not always for the negative. Uh, yeah. You can take something that's happened and make something positive out of that. Um, most people, as we grow older, that's what happens. And as you've been saying, it's our choice, right? Yeah, yeah, certainly. And and I um, actually find, I mean, obviously I, I love football with, um, you know, everything I had, but I, I find just as much enjoyment. I also provide, uh, you know, therapy and coaching to individuals who are in that situation where I would have needed it. Um, and it, it's by far, um, more gratifying and satisfying uh, to help someone who is in, you know, the same situation that, you know, I was in. So that's probably my, my favorite part of, you know, what I'm currently doing. Um, but obviously I only have so much time in a day. So I'm also working on courses and things of that nature to provide to universities and other institutions to help these individuals. So I'm, I'm trying to put, uh, you know, uh, myself out there as, as much as possible in order to help these individuals. You know, no, I'm, I'm just thinking here as you're talking about this, Keegan, I'm thinking, you know what, there had to be some of this stuff out there before all of this happened to you. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you're saying you're building this, this, this stuff. Is it really all that new or is it your take on what happened? Essentially, it's uh, directed, uh, at least in what I'm doing, it's directed completely towards athletes and athletes, uh, you know, um, are unfortunately, and I, I was one of them, we're, we're not known for our uh, uh, likelihood for us to go to a therapist. So, I mean, it, oh, you're it, too big macho guy to do that, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I, I even remember, um, you know, in college us having, um, you know, some mindfulness techniques and stuff like that. And all, all the guys kind of, you know, uh, laughing about it afterwards and stuff. But sure. I mean, it, it truly, um, and that's what I try to do in the book is I, I kept it, you know, uh, very decently short, obviously. Um, and I wanted to put a spin on it to where it's not just, you know, um, to protect you for the future, but it's also, there's a lot of literature. Um, and I think it's the best way to package it that you'll actually become a better athlete. Um, you'll make better game time, you know, split decisions where you're under pressure. Um, 
I, I think if you can package it like that, you'll get a lot more buy-in from athletes. So, you know, I, I, I remember what my, my surgeon said after the surgery, you know, when I was in recovery and uh, the last couple of days before I left the hospital, he said, you know, you're going to become more aware of your, your body than you ever have in your life. You will never forget. And of course he had some other things he added to it, but yeah, certainly you do. You, you, when these traumatic things happen to your body, you remember even after the recovery, mm -hmm. um, it does not go away. You know, we talk about th people in the cleaning industry, um, that, you know, Hey, I would say that, that a large part of the people that we're speaking to today, Keegan, are uh, of the age over 55. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people in the cleaning industry that's still that way. They've had the trauma, they've had the injuries. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, that's why they're in the cleaning business, because this is the type of work they can do. But those injuries still linger with them. They're still there. Yep. Um, I think that's why some people in the cleaning industry clean at night, you know, where you know, when those things bother them, they can, there's not anybody else around there. Uh, you know, I've always said it's out of sight, out of mind, but, you know, we still need a little bit of that encouragement. Yeah. And, and I totally, um, you know, empathize with that too, because we're on, uh, uh, no, no one really talks about it, but we have kind of a growing um, issue uh, of total knee replacements. And that's kind of another thing that I'm looking to work on in the future as well is um, I've been told, you know, for years now, ever since my second or, you know, my second ACL injury and fourth surgery that um, I'm on essentially the fast track to have a total knee replacement. I was they, they wanted to start talking to me uh, when I turned 30 and I'm 30. Um, and um, well, those conversations are getting really close now, huh? Yeah, well, I, I've spent a lot of time, obviously, just like, uh, you know, mentally finding stuff that will help me. And I, I'm very, uh, I'm a very determined person. Um, so I, I'm essentially out to uh, my next project as soon as I finish this up will be, you know, preventing total knee surgeries, because um, it, it's essentially, um, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be my next endeavor. And I, I feel like it, it could help a lot of people because I've had to change the way I train, obviously, because I, I still work out. It's still kind of my, um, you know, my extra therapy, I guess you could say. Um, and I, I've had to completely change the way I do that to I, I strictly focus on joint exercises that, you know, stress my knee joint. I'm, I'm a little uh, counter the culture where, you know, usually if you'd hear about someone in my position, they'd probably do everything they could to not stress their knee. But uh, well, yeah, they're going to avoid that completely, right? Yeah, and that, that's how I mean, uh, the the phrase you, uh, if you don't use it, you lose it is, is very is very real. And I mean, it's just like anything else. If I want to have the strongest knees, in this case, I do, um, you, you'd never tell someone who wanted a, uh, you know, a big biceps to not stress their biceps at all. Don't don't ever work out your biceps. Otherwise, you know, it's not, not going to be good. Right. So, I mean, anyway, uh, it's, you do have to systematically, obviously I'm not telling people to do exactly what I do. I've been doing, I've been slowly creeping along, um, you know, and I'm able to do things now physically that I couldn't do before surgery. Uh, but, but there is a way to very slowly work on essentially just your joints. That's all I do. I'm not, I, I do kind of some 
peculiar exercises. I'm, I'm definitely not a normal person you see in the gym. Um, I'm not doing a lot of sexy things, but um, it's I, I feel better than ever. And I'm, you know, I've returned to snowboarding and stuff like that that I never thought I would get to do. So I'm very, very happy. Well, and I think that goes too. I mean, you know, I understand what you're saying. You know, just because I've had heart issues and I have lung issues doesn't mean I don't get out on my bike as much as I possibly can yep, and exactly. do as much as I can. Because if all I do is just stop and go, hey, you know, it hurts, uh, then I'm yep. going to be like a lot of the other people sitting around at over 65 waiting for that day where I can't do anything at all. Yep. Certainly. Certainly. I keep keeping moving is... Uh you know, very, very important in, in doing, continuing to do uh, the things that you love to do um, is, is probably most important because we've seen, you know, the literature definitely shows that as soon as, you know, you retire and if you just sit around, I mean, you're, you're essentially giving yourself a death sentence, unfortunately. So, Oh, I know that very, very well because I live in an, an RV uh, resort and, uh, you know, hey, uh, a lot of the people are, are over 65. They're... Yep. They just kind of wander around all day, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do my day? On the other hand, you can always tell the ones that, that you know, because I see them make, you know, they make laps. They ride their bike around the park. They're walking, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Um, we have to have some way to motivate us. And that's kind of what I'm hearing you talk about today during this podcast is find a way to motivate yourself through those traumas um yeah uh, essentially one thing um that, that i found obviously i'm i'm very much enjoying what i'm doing now is um you know you, you have to there, there, i can go about this two different ways so essentially um I, I had to really think about what my values were and uh, people talk about goals a lot and don't get me wrong goals are very very important but uh values are something that we will never reach um it's it's like true north um, you know, in, in goals are kind of like stepping stones on the way to that. And as soon as I started to figure out kind of where I wanted to be heading, what I wanted to be doing, and then also tied in, you know, uh, pains that I've had in my life. If you, if you dig into pain a little bit, or those specific instances, you'll probably find, um, you know, a, a very large passion underneath those because you don't feel pain unless there's, um, you know, some, some love involved. So that, that's essentially what led me to this uh, career. So, I was looking at your website here, and I noticed that you have a number of uh, links and, and places yep. that people can go. And I think this is very beneficial, folks. If you uh, would like some of this information, um, I'm, I'm sure that uh, you can find, I mean, you've got a lot of links on here, my friend. Yep. Yeah. I've tried to, I've slowly been accumulating, um, you know, uh, things that I think would be helpful for those um, with, with different issues that, you know, I've struggled with or some of my clients have uh, struggled with, you know, di different patients have come forward and said, you know, this really helped me. Um, would you be willing to put this out there? And I'm always, uh, you know, if it's, it's helping one of my clients or patients, I'm definitely going to try to put that forward as much as I can. So. Okay, so uh, folks, some of you have been able to see this. What is your website, Keegan, for those that are listening? Yep, um, it's theaceltherapist.com or keeganhadley.com. But uh, since my name gives you know people fits in spelling, um, I, I usually just tell them theaceltherapist.com. 
Okay. And uh, you can see his uh, email address scrolling mm -hmm. across the bottom. Yep. Um, any other things that we would want to impart here? I mean, you know, we've given people a lot. And I think that your website with all of the links on there, you know, it gives give people a way to go and find some of that research you've already done. Yep. Yeah. It, it gets them started on the path, you know, I was on because you can find whatever you want, especially nowadays on the internet, if, if you only take the time to look. So I give people kind of like a, a boost just to, to get started if, if they are looking. Um, but, but one thing that I would say uh, that is, it, I talk about a lot with my clients is uh, living, living in the moment is, is something that we have you know, truly lost. Um, unfortunately, I mean, we always have um, some kind of social media or 47 new, you know, Netflix shows that are out, but, but really living, <laughs> living where you are uh, is, is, you know, exceptionally important, uh, cultivating your relationships. And it's really hard to do that if you're, you know, kind of mindlessly scrolling or, you know, just watching another TV show that you're probably not going to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm as guilty as it, uh, you know, of it, of anyone of watching, you know, mindless TV, but, it, but it is really important to live where, where you are, because if you're looking backward, um, you know, you, you're probably going to be depressed about certain aspects. And if you're looking forward, you're likely going to be anxious about what's to come. So the best place to be is right where we are. You know, life does have a lot of choices and we make those every day, folks. And it's what you decide to do with that choice that's going to dictate the outcome. Uh, as Keegan has said here today, you know, he's given you kind of a jump start if you're dealing with some of this trauma. I think it was interesting. You didn't deal with just the ACL. You did, dealt with a lot of the other things of PTSD. We've had a couple of gentlemen over here uh, the last year uh, talk about that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, medication isn't always the way to go. There's, you know, it's uh, therapy of the mind. And some of this is what we can do for ourselves. We don't need somebody else always, as yeah. you said. We've got to start that ourselves. I think that's great. Yeah, you, you have to make the decision yourself. Um, generally, you can't um, completely dig out, out of a hole uh, with no one involved. And I don't mean just a professional um, always, but many times you um, come to trauma due to a relationship. You need another relationship to get out of that uh, situation, whether, again, that's you know a friend, a fiancé, a um, you know, uh, uh, someone else who you trust in your life, you're likely going to need someone else to kind of walk you out of that. So, Folks, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you can find all of this uh, podcast and all the other ones we've done over the last uh, six plus years, beyondcleanwithace.com. Uh, we're now on the video channel, so you find that over on the YouTube channel. Uh, the links are all there. If you want to get with our uh, full experience here at the Academy, uh, this is at academyofcleaning.com, where you can find everything about all the courses, everything that we have for the commercial cleaning industry. You might also notice that I've got a podcast or kind of a broadcast more uh, that I'm doing every Monday afternoon at 2.30. It's called Cleaning with the Academy. We'll give you a, a week uh, of a little bit of a hack for you and then a free one hour of consultation live right here on the air. So we hope you join us some Monday afternoon. You know, Keegan, there's always two things I ask uh, a, a guest before I let him go. Mm -hmm. So are you ready for a couple questions? Oh, I've been waiting. Let's do it. Where were you born? 
I was born in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Really? Idaho? <laughs> yes, sir. I spent some time uh, in my youth in Salmon, Idaho. Okay. All right. So mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. See, you never know these things, folks, till you ask mm -hmm. the questions. Mm -hmm. And so since we're at the first of this year, what is on Keegan's personal bucket list? Hmm. Um. Obviously, um, I wanted to uh, get married. I, I bring her up again. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't feel that would come. And I, 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 was, I was like, or is he going to put it off till next year or what? No, no. It's uh, it's this year. It's this September, and we uh, couldn't be more excited for that. And then we're also, um, you know, looking forward to her graduating. And um, I, I hope to, uh, you know, achieve a financial goal of uh, paying off the house. Uh, within, you know, the next uh, probably a couple of years. So very well. Uh, well, congratulations on the date. Uh, Thank maybe, you. maybe who knows? By the end of the year, Keegan will come back on and say, "I did it! I did it! I did it!" Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely the plan. That's the plan. If she can put up with me that long, I guess. I'm not even going to go there, Keegan. We talked about her already, and here we are at the end of the show. We're still talking about her. Yeah, what do you do? What do you I, do? I can guarantee if you come back again, Keegan, we're gonna have to get her on the show because I'm gonna need, I need to find out some of the rest of the story here. Oh yeah, she she'd probably love that. She'd probably love it, folks. There's a reason I asked these two questions. We now know where Keegan was born, where he started life. We know a little bit about what life has dealt him and how he's overcome all of those things. We don't know where life is going to end, but we know that sometime this year, he hopefully is going to get married. You know, the whole thing here is whatever your journey is, wherever you're going, whatever is happening, make sure that you keep that journey healthy, positive, and proactive. Until we see you again, folks, we're signing off.